Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois J. Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live this morning from 9 a.m. Houston, Texas, Central Time. I want to remind you to register for Blog Talk Radio. It's free, and if you do that, you can rate my show, mark it as a favorite, and let people know that you were here and listening to my show. You can get reminders of upcoming shows. It's all free. My call-in number is 347-945-5309. You can call using the telephone or Skype. You can listen on your phone or your computer. If you're calling in and you want to ask a question, just hit the number 1 and I'll know that you would like to ask a question. I also want to remind you that I offer a free email newsletter about metaphysics, spirituality, the coming changes, all the kinds of things we talk about here on this show. I've been sending this newsletter out for about 12 years, and to sign up for that, you would go to my website, hotpinklotus.com. I do not share email addresses with anyone because your privacy is important. Well, good morning. It's Friday, the 29th of July, 2011. And it's been my experience that recently there have been, for a lot of people, me included, situations we find ourselves in where um, situations in people who are um, surfacing, which turn out to be having to do with past lives. In other words, things that were not resolved in a past life are showing up to be resolved and um, they are playing themselves out in certain ways. In the beginning, if you, until you realize that they are about past lives, you're, you're going to um, probably be puzzled by people's reactions. But I have noticed that's going on in my life as well as some others, and there are three other people who um, are going to be calling in. One is William Herbert. And by the way, the call-in number, if you want to call in and talk about past lives that um, you've been dealing with lately or experiences you've had like this where you resolve something that is causing a problem because it wasn't resolved in a past life, call in. Let's, Let's talk. Tell us how you handled that because if a lot of people are dealing with it and you are wondering how to work with it, then it's nice to hear how someone else resolved it or didn't resolve it. Um, So call in and talk to us about it. One of the people who's going to be calling is William Herbert. He is an organic farmer in New York near Wallkill, and he'll be calling in soon, um, 347-945-5309, in case you've misplaced the number, because I see you haven't called in yet. William. So um, he's one of the people, and he's a friend of mine on Facebook who has a lot of really interesting friends. He's one of those guys with 5,000 friends on Facebook and can't add anymore. And um, 
one of the people who's going to be calling in is Bianca Finkler, who has a radio show in the Netherlands called The Nightfall Project. She's going to be calling on Skype. And um, one of the people that will be calling in is um, Shelby Miles, who is a new friend of mine on Facebook, who um, says she's been working with that too. So none of the three of them have called in yet, which is kind of curious to me. It's, again, 347-945-5309. So... um, We're going to listen to a little bit of music and kind of wait for people to show up. And this first one is called, it's by Karanesh, it's called Moonsong Dance. Picked up 678 area code. Is this William or Shelby? Uh, This is Shelby. Hey, Shelby. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm I'm doing quite well this morning. Um, So would you like to start talking with us about this experience that you have had with um, dealing with past life issues recently? You went to a seminar that started it all, didn't you? Yeah, I actually went to, um, you know, I live in Dallas, Texas here, of course. So I went to an expo back in April, and I I thought that I was going to, you know, interview some people as they were having their healing sessions and things of that nature. And by the end of the day, I had ended up meeting someone where I had done a, a reading with, and it was very much against my will. I was like, no, I can't do it. I don't have any money. I can't pay you, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he insisted. And as I sat down, it just turned out that there was a lot of things that I needed to do uh, in forgiveness work that I wasn't really consciously aware of. And through um, a tool or a system that he set me up on, during that time I actually remembered my past life walk that just so happened to be with him <laughs> 1500 years ago so needless uh-huh. to say <laughs> yeah <laughs> needless to say having like having your soul pretty much ripped out of you because you're doing such deep surgical spiritual work on yourself and then to remember a past life with the person that was actually helping you um you know, to to heal yourself, and he never said anything to me. It was my own remembrance. And when I had the memory, I, I was actually doing a spontaneous writing at my computer because I was just trying to, you know, focus things out. And then when I had the, the vision of the memory and I knew who the energy was, I ended up calling him and I said, oh, my gosh, we were married 1,500 years ago, weren't we? And he said, what do you remember? And I was like, I'm on a green rolling hill. This is what I have. This is what you're doing. This is, and, and then, you know, he validated it. And knowing what I know about past lives, just from my experience of um, always being intrigued by it and believing that we obviously have past lives, 
um, it wasn't a surprise to me that he and I were were fulfilling an agreement, you know, basically like that karmic debt, because my main issue started with him 1,500 years ago when I lost, uh, when, when basically I just gave up on what love was and what trust was. And it was because we had a seven-year-old daughter that drowned in the river, and I fell into a deep state of despair, and he said that he would never leave me, but he checked out emotionally, so I ended up just dying, you know, at the age of my late 20s, just out of, you know, heartbreak. And since then, I ended up having several lives of just prostitution or, you know, things like that where I was was dealing with it. And through that forgiveness work that I did, I remember two more past lives. So it was just all kind of coming coming about. And so then when I look at my life this time, I'm like, I always say, well, I'm surprised I wasn't a nun <laughs> or whatever. Um, but I can see the pattern and why um, I, you know, this was the life that I was choosing to deal with all of that. And I actually mm-hmm. journaled it. And now, you know, I'm putting it into into a book. It's getting published as a book just because nobody would probably believe it. <laughs> and so I'm glad that I journaled that whole 48-day experience because it was pretty intense. Yeah, it sounds like it was. Well, and so what changes did you see in yourself as a result of doing this past life work? Oh, my gosh. Just for you to ask that question, I just took like a really deep breath in and exhaled because – before I started this work and, and the remembrance of that life and several others, I was I had a normal life. You know, I had my business and, you know, I was happy and doing everything, but I felt stuck. I felt I, I've always done some type of healing work, you know, to move me to, to the next level. And I was just really frustrated, and I just I, I was like, why can't I get anywhere? I'm, tr- I'm trying, trying, trying. Why, why am I stuck? So doing this kind of work and having that remembrance, it freed my energy. It, it freed my soul of carrying around the burden of what my subconscious or my spirit soul self was playing in my head that I kept believing. And so... Mm-hmm through doing that and acknowledging it, my energy has shifted, and now the whole world has opened up. Yeah, Yeah. that's what happens when people do past life work. Uh, You know, I've I've been doing past life readings for about a little over 20 years, and I wrote a book about it that I published earlier this year. And that's been my experience, is that when you do past life work, it causes changes in your life. And that's why I was asking that question. So once you heal something, and sometimes what you've healed, you don't really even realize is related to that kind of incident until after it's healed. That's the interesting part is you don't see the yes. web connection until afterwards you look back and go, oh, well, yeah, that's connected. Let's open up and talk to Bianca, see what she's got to say about that. Hi, Bianca. Bianca? I see her here, but... I can't hear you if you're there, Bianca. It's Bianca Finkler who's got a radio program um, called Nightfall Project in the Netherlands. Okay. She's going to call back in. She just hung up. She realized we couldn't hear her. Yeah, so um, tell me the name of the book that you've written. Um, Well, the title, Soul Freedom, is the title of it. 
and I just now have it in uh, publication with Balboa, so I'm just starting the beginning process of that because I didn't really think I was going to be I didn't think a book was coming out of it. I just thought I was journaling from my own experience. Yeah, <laughs> um, so that's a great title for a book. Let's see if Bianca's here. She's just called back in. Bianca? Hello? I'm still not hearing you. I'm not sure what that's about. I can see you there. I can see the mic is open, but I can't hear what you're saying. Well, shucks. Got my volume all the way up, so I'm not sure what to do about that. I'm going to close the mic and open it up again. Nope, it's saying live that we're live. Okay, um, well, I guess we can just keep talking about the book that you've written is called Soul Freedom. Yes, mm-hmm. Shelby, and it's a, a personal memoir into my journey, into my dark night of the soul. And I've had, you know, I, I've gone through the extraction, well, I don't know if extraction is the right word, but the loss of materialistic possessions. So I've, you know, detached, you know, about seven years ago from material items just because of the nature of what I went through seven years ago. And then what I went through this time was more of losing the the deeper part of myself that that I was holding on to thinking that the world looked this way when really the world is this way and it was just based on my past lives of of what my perception of love and trust was and so therefore it just I attracted everything to keep bringing me lessons until I finally got past it um and I'm hoping that the book will encourage other people to know that this is happening right now a lot with people and that to, you know, seek out remembering. Because yeah. if mm-hmm. we can remember, mm-hmm. uh, Bianca can make her voice. Sense. Oh, she's there. Okay. Yeah, great. Bianca, I can hear something. You can hear something. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> Fine. I can hear what? I could I hear something you. happen when I hit the button. Yeah. So you've been dealing with past life memories, too. And Shelby was saying that what she hopes is that people will get the importance of dealing with past life stuff because what I know from working with this for a really long time is that it's just like childhood memories. Once you remember them again and you deal with them um, and balance that karma, it changes your life in ways you, you couldn't even imagine were connected. So what's been going on with you? you you've been having those experiences, too, right? Well, I would say, first of all, who didn't, you know, Uh, maybe unconsciously or subconsciously, but who didn't have these experiences? And of course, I'm not that experienced or not that kind of um, understanding person as you are, because you are teaching these things to us. And um, what I say, uh, what triggered me, what Shelby said, is like uh, remembering, you know, and first of all, she said like forgiveness. Um, That's like... um, (laughs) Well, I think with remembering, also with gaining that memory um, again, so to speak, because it's stored in all of us, um, we are, of course, confronted with situations uh, in which we are, yeah, in which we are asked to forgive, you know, in which we are actually, yeah, asked to give ourselves over to this 
situation to remember, to experience it even again, sometimes in patterns that repeat in our daily lifetimes, in today lives. And um, by this, we are also confronted in to situations that we maybe never did, yeah, say like release, you know, never really understood that lesson um, that we actually had to learn. So I think there are many, many uh, different perceptions or kinds of views on also the term past life or on the term karma, for example. Um, in India, they have the caste system. I don't know how you say that in English, you know what I mean? The caste system, you know, that... Same word, caste. Yes, yes, caste mm -hmm. system. And yes. I think sometimes it has so much to do or too much to do with guilt, Uh, or with like a dualistic kind of uh, thinking, perception, feeling or being. And um, maybe karma is not something that, or past lives, is not something that should make us too much afraid of to take a look at it. Because uh, that what I experienced in the last few days when I also spent a lot of more time on on the program today, for example, It has nothing to do with guilt or black and white thinking like dualistic minds are doing. But maybe, as I would say now, what really triggered me that Shelby said just before is forgiveness. Yeah, mm -hmm. Forgiveness, um, realizing ourselves in that situation, maybe even realizing our own will, our own decisions, maybe a choice that we once made before we came here into this place in this body today, you know, in this time, that we made a a choice maybe even um, to come here in this situation in this place so that also would mean that there's no guilt in this lifetime well I think there are some people like the Winties uh, in South Africa the people who believe uh, in this uh, uh, Winty uh, philosophy or like people from Africa who have this ancestry um, <laughs> well belief I don't know how to say you know I think every definition is not good for it but who believe in their ancestors so to say and that they also uh, take over the energy of their ancestors that's the same like Winty in uh, South America um, if we look at um, at the terms you know karma and past lives If we look at it uh, like this, then maybe we can understand it better that we are actually our ancestors. So, of course, there are many stories, like also uh, your guest before Shelby said, um, that we just remember things that no one could be able in this lifetime, in this uh, situation, to remember. If it's a language, a situation, a relationship, uh, a place, you know, that uh, children... Um, in the age of eight years, for example, are able to describe, no? they are this, uh, able to describe places and situations or able to speak languages that they just can't be capable of, you know. Then we talk about uh, uh, things that we maybe would call past life or maybe sometimes situations like patterns that always repeat, like karma maybe. Well, what I make too, and I think many people in especially this time of um, or this situation of the acceleration of time are making through, also I announced that on Facebook, we all are experiencing this. We actually, I think, come to a point, that's what I always try to uh, share, you know, where all 
layers of time or circles of time, however you want to call it, are crossing or overlapping each other. So we are coming on a very concentrated point of or time or experiences being, a state of being that is now um, yeah, taking place. And I think many of us are really intuitively, maybe not we are capable of that experiences and um, and knowledge that you are, Lois, you know, but maybe we all intuitively feel um, that this has to do with things that also lay further in the past than we are even capable of, um, yeah, of understanding, say like, you know, and mm-hmm. especially when we remember things, then and intuitively know this is that place and this took place in that situation. I mean, are we not then talking about uh, situations, experiences of a past life? So now, sorry to end or to bring a point to that long, long, long <laughs> uh, uh, explaining or explanation. Uh, so now we are also experiencing and meeting people in this lifetime that we all know intuitively. Man, I know that person. But still, you know, sometimes we have, uh, you know, in the dualistic mind we say whether positive or negative. I think there's no value to it in that sense. But let's call it like this, whether positive experiences, whether negative experiences. Still, we decide to solve the problem. We decide to go on in the contact or in the relationship or in the situation with this person that we meet today because we intuitively know that we knew this person before or there's something to solve from whatever situation that has been before or before this time or before this place. Isn't that crazy and even that we absolutely have no knowledge about past lives and karma? And all those people um, that I am in contact with in the world or say in this network, you know, send me the same uh, messages with almost the same experiences in this special uh, circle, of course, um, that we are in today. <laughs> yeah, there's a this is a special time we're going through, and and the mm-hmm. the less the fewer burdens on the soul as we move forward during this really intense um, pattern of time the fewer burdens that are left from the past, whether it's ancestral past. And I believe that there are, mm-hmm. there are two streams of the past. One is ancestral, and we do carry that in our DNA. Absolutely. Oh, very great that you say it because I thought just, man, I forgot to say it. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah, in our DNA. It. Because mm-hmm. we have 12 strands of DNA, and 90% of the DNA that we that the scientists even know about is they call junk DNA. Well, hey, guess what? That a lot of that, none of it's junk. There would be no point in it being there. And a lot of that's where our DNA, um, our past ancestral, not only our ancestral past, but our past lives are, are in the mm-hmm. DNA. Yeah. And so we carry it with us, not only our ancestors, but also our own individual past lives. And some of those overlap. Sometimes you were your own grandfather, yeah, and sometimes you are somebody to whom you're completely biologically unrelated, but all those are carried in your DNA, and the fewer um, burdens of unresolved energy, let's call it that, from past lives, like the forgiveness, the fewer of those burdens we carry, the uh, 
the more agile we are as we move through this really intense period of time um, leading up mm-hmm. to whatever the exact date is. I, I, I know exactly. that there are people who the people who say it's late October of this year, some people who say it's late late December of next year. Doesn't really matter when it is, as long as you're doing your work. And That's right. Leave it over to consciousness. Leave it over to the universal consciousness. It will yes. be right anyway, what date it is. Yes, and mm. so there's a lot of forgiveness work. And so if, mm-hmm. even if you're not conscious of what your past lives are, even if you don't get a past life reading, if what's happening right now is people are challenging you to forgive them for things that you don't even understand why they happened, it's in your best interest each individual's best interest to do the forgiveness work whether you know why it happened or not. It makes it easier if you understand the past life, as I'm sure Shelby will agree. Um, mm-hmm. If you know what happened, if you if you know that your husband wasn't there for you after your child drowned and you died of a broken heart and that pattern repeated in an attempt to heal itself, once you do heal it by forgiving the person, whether you know about that past life or not, you are um, you are lightening your own burden, and since we're all interconnected by a vast invisible web, then everyone who does their forgiveness work helps every other living being on the planet. That's right. Lightens the burden of everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's, I wanted to add that there's so much clarity that also comes where mm-hmm. you feel like your whole life or parts of it make sense to where you can really step in to what you're really here to do on on a sole purpose level and get busy getting to that. And so that's kind of another thing that I got to through the forgiveness work and remembering three different past lives was there was just so much clarity. And actually my family, my immediate family, you know, my mom, dad, and my sister our family now has gotten even closer because some of the forgiveness that I had to do on my mom and dad, it really had nothing to do with them. They were just the catalyst in this lifetime that helped me remember what happened back then. So it's just, it's freed everything and that, and that clarity is, is priceless. Yeah, it is. But that's, I think it's great, you know, cataclysm, as you said, you know, it had nothing to do with guilt, you know, as you just said, Shelby, you know, you didn't uh, put any guilt on them or black and white thinking, you know, you just uh, knew that in this lifetime, you uh, had the possibility with the uh, members of your family that you actually, that's what I say, one time uh, have been choosing for to be the family, uh, the family members of yours, Um, um that they with you and you maybe with them could together just solve these energies or these mm, well maybe problems so to so to speak you know in the past times before this time <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and i've also learned that as i've come across some past life contracts that uh you know when we fulfill that agreement or that contract Sometimes it just goes away, yeah. and and it's not meant to stay around, you know, because you deal with the energy, and I and I think that's hard for people to do as well, because when the contract is getting dealt with and the past life is being remembered and the healing is going on, there's such an intense energy that is there, and then when that energy kind of goes away, 
um, I think there's a period of downtime where it's like, oh, my gosh, what just happened? And, you know, why did something so great go so sour? But it's just because, you know, we, we healed it and we're moving on to the next thing. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, we're all supposed to be hanging out together, you know, after our soul kind of clears that because, you know, that's because we have to keep moving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're right, yeah. Yep, we're growing. Exactly. And so in addition to forgiveness, here's the other thing. I've been dealing with something that uh, I, I bumped into somebody at Mount Shasta last year who reminded me of a past life that I, I didn't really want to own. Um, but after about a year, I finally admitted to myself that I had indeed been that person. And then I realized in in trying and talking with an, another past life reader um, that there was a person in my life who had been responsible for my death in that lifetime and had um, had been, I'd known this person for several years already in this lifetime and right after I discovered about that past life, she started behaving in a very strange manner and I couldn't figure out why. And she was doing things to assassinate my character, et cetera, et cetera. And what I, when I finally was talking to the other past life reader, she said, was so-and-so in that lifetime? And I went, oh, I don't think so. And they went, oh, my gosh, that person was so-and-so. And um, as I tried to deal with that, like, gosh, what do I do? Do I talk to her about it? Uh, do I say, you know, this is who you were and I forgive you? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think she would ever admit to having been that person. Mm-hmm. And That's why you are in that position to forgive. Unfortunately, yes, not only sometimes. that, but here's the thing besides forgiveness. Love. Mm-hmm. You're there to love that person no matter what they're doing. Not just forgive, but love. Because love is the only thing that will heal the situation. Forgiveness, yes. But there must also be love, unconditional maybe, love. Maybe for yes, yes, you just said it. Maybe forgiveness is just a small part of this unconditional love, as you said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Forgiveness has to and come that first. Was something. Hmm? Go ahead. Yes, I was just going to say that because my the the basis of that whole forgiveness work that I did that really stemmed from that fifteen hundred year ago past life. Uh, violating my love and trust, it was through me having to, to remember all that and do the forgiveness that I really and truly understood what unconditional love was. And I, and, and I, I, was, I kept being told that, Shelby, this isn't an intellectual process. This is, you know, a, a spiritual process that you're going through. And I didn't realize how, how warped my thinking was with relationships and what love was and how to have compassion because I thought I was all of those things. I thought I loved people and I was happy and, you know, I had compassion and all of that. But clearing all of that dark energy that I've carried around for so long because I basically beat myself up for 1,500 years thinking that, oh, well, I'm not worthy of love or trust or anything like that, and I brought everything else in, now that I've cleared all of that, I can truly, my heart space has opened up in that chakra where I can truly stand in the love light and in the compassion light and see where people are energetically with themselves. And that is huge because it's not an intellectual process of me feeling that. 
and, and, and in this life, I always said, I wish I could feel. I wish my heart could feel. I mean, even though I thought I was feeling, I really wasn't. Um, and so it's it's just, it's so freeing. And, and I know that we're battling right now that some people don't believe in past lives just based on, you know, the belief system that they have or, you know, where they attend church or whatever. Um, and But I am seeing a movement towards people now starting to open possibility that you know there are past lives so i'm so grateful that you're having this conversation because i think it's very powerful it is and i'm noticing that people are as you say moving toward understanding this and they're doing it in leaps and bounds because you know it's even the christian bible mentioned reincarnation until the fifth century when some roman um Mm -hmm emperor decided that he did not want it to be in there and went through and had the whole Bible changed so that there were no references mm-hmm. to reincarnation except for a couple of them, like uh, John the Baptist. is. It's mentioned in the Bible that John the Baptist is was Elisha come again. So, Thank you so much, Lois, for mentioning this. So, yeah, it's, it's important really information. Yeah. It really is. But so that doesn't mean Jesus that the, was always yeah. saying, you must be born again. Well, yeah. They couldn't get that out of there. Mm. But uh, go ahead, Bianca. Mm-hmm. No, I think uh, what you just said also shows up that this uh, talk also, or the topic that we are talking about, has nothing to do with it um, to deny any kind of spirituality or uh, be- Christian belief or whatsoever belief. It is actually connected uh, with all of the time layers, all of the kind of philosophies, um, it just depends on us actually to decide, to realize uh, what we are. And as you said, what is stored in our one side, DNA coding, and on the other side, what um, kind of experiences and things to remember, of course, remembering is uh, one of the most important things. Um, I think that people are just too afraid to really face uh, face uh, that situation, if I say it right, because it's so painful to remember. It's so um, painful to also realize um, that there are patterns in our own life. Let's just take our own life in this lifetime, okay, for people who are maybe, well, I'm 32, almost 33, so, but if there are people let's say like 40, to take some uh, middle way. <laughs> and um, and if you're 40 years and you would realize there are always patterns um, repeating itself, you know, then even in this lifetime we can um, uh, talk about situations that will repeat uh, itself until we will solve the problem or until we will solve um, how... Or we will understand how to deal with that energy that we are put on. On the other side, of course, we are also surfing on a universal frequency or universal wave of life. Uh, that's the other side, you know. I mean, here's our frequency, here's our lesson, and then there's the lesson that the whole universe has to take and to learn and to go through. So I hope that many of us, will be able to understand that because we don't have so much time. Time is accelerating more and more. Um, I hope that many of us will just take this uh, step of uh, courage, you know, take that step and uh, look into the mirror because it takes nothing more than looking into the mirror, uh, sort of mirror. I mean, not physical, but more whether uh, spiritual, you know. Um, 
we are now in that special time, of course, as you said already as well. Uh, it has nothing to do only with the Mayan calendar system. It has to do as well with the Vedic system. Um, uh, if we take all of the old and ancient, uh, um, for example, time counting system or calendar systems, and we would adapt them all to each other or connect them all to each other, we would get like a sort of scheme or a pattern, you know. And this pattern is actually the framework or uh, is uh, reflecting that framework or that, yeah, that rhythm that our consciousness is evolving in, you know, or on whatever that grammatical definition is to. I think we are all living in a such special lifetime that those of us who are still alive and those of us who will survive the next few years are so blessed to have that chance to solve that uh, past issues in the past lives, you know, but also issues in this life that many of us don't want to be aware of. And those of us who are adults, they intuitively know really seriously come on now stand up look in the mirror and you all will know that we are in the recent months in recent years especially dealing with those persons that we uh, meet on street whatever or wherever we meet them or like i meet very beautiful people like lois wetzel <laughs> and uh, inspiring people you know that i feel like this is a very uh, female power of very female or, or, or mother energy you know that we share all together um, those people must just look in the mirror and say like, okay, well, let's solve the rest that's blocking me, you know, the rest of the energy that's actually blocking me uh, in this life. How can I say blocking? Breaking me, you know, um, you know, taking me, um, you know, taking away the speed. <laughs> so, yeah, make all... Yeah, no, yeah. Blocking is a good word. I mean, yeah, it, it does block mm -hmm. you from getting your work done. It does <laughs> block you from being fully who you are if you've got... Yeah. If you're tripping over um, unreleased, uh, yes. unforgiven, yeah, unreleased problems or unforgiven. But let me say that past lives also can be about good things that happened to you that uh, yeah, you that's accomplished. Yeah, that you mention it. Yeah, I, I remember to that. Before. It's important to know who you are and what you've accomplished in the past. Also. Yes, as well as karma, you know, people in this time, you know, people superficially thinking people uh, are like this, oh yeah, bad karma, you know, maybe there are also some good things in uh, oh, that yeah. term, or relate, yeah, 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 I think you are and a I professional think that, um, oh, I'm sorry, Bianca. <laughs> yes, of course, Shelby, no, please, Shelby. Oh, no, I, I was just, I was just going to say that, and I think that sometimes uh, out of the what we might perceive is a bad experience or bad karma um, in the end actually gives us the greatest gift. Yes. And, and that's kind of an experience that I had. I mean, when I had remembered, um, this is another past life that I remembered when I was growing up, there was this boy that lived around the block from me and I just knew his name. I mean, his name was mm. just fascinating to me for some reason. I just knew that energy well, he went to school, you know, we all went to the same school, but I never talked to him. I would just ride my bike around the, the neighborhood, and I would see him, and I'd just be like, oh, my God, there he is, there he is. And, it, and here it is, we all grow up, and several years ago, and I never spoke to him, I never hung out with him, I just, I was just, I just always knew he was there. And then, and I'm 37 right now, so several years ago, 
we happen to connect on Facebook, you know, with the social media, I think that's another great thing is a lot of, you know, contracts are being fulfilled just by being able to reconnect. And um, I ended up having a, a year, year and a half correspondence with him, you know, just talking to him back and forth and whatever. And I was always drawn to his uh, behavior of just going in a circle and, and hurting himself all the time and these relationship patterns. Well, I, I had remembered, I knew at some point that I had been with him in a past life. He didn't know this, but I knew. I didn't know exactly how I was with him, but I knew I was the cause of something. So when we reconnected, it was uh, the energy was there for me to provide the tools for him to heal. And so that's what I did. And now what happened after those tools were provided and he went through the work that was his own free will, and he's kind of gone back into, you know, spinning himself around again. But when I was doing my forgiveness work and I was forgiving relationships, um, he, I, I actually specifically remember that past life with him because I saw the vision and I knew what happened, and it was he and I were married, and I actually cheated on him, and he had given his heart completely to me, and I broke it. And so, and that was more of a recent past life. And so for me to see him in this life going through what he's going through, I know that I was the cause of that. However, me remembering that and me actually uh, reconnecting at the divine moment we were supposed to reconnect, I know that I helped him or helped fulfill an agreement or a debt to him. But what he chose to do with it after that, I, I wasn't in control of that. Um, but it still helped me to remember why I'm here <laughs> and, it, and and there's healing you know, so we can help heal each other from that mm, and yeah. I just think that I just think that's so important and when you talked about one last thing when you talked about looking in the mirror it's interesting mm-hmm. because one of the um, inserts for my book that I wrote uh, you know the second week I had to do forgiveness on myself and I had no idea why I had to forgive myself it was just mm-hmm. popped up on the list that's what I was supposed to do and when I went back to just write an intro to that, those eight days of journal entries, I, le- I entitled it In the Mirror with Shelby Miles yeah. because that's exactly what that was. I mean, in parts of my journal, I was like, I'm so glad I still have friends. I'm surprised nobody deleted me off of Facebook. Thank you to everybody who never bought a product from me. Now I know why. I mean, it was just like, you know, I mean, all of these things, like, came out. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I can't believe people even like me. Mm-hmm. And, and and it was just this raw emotion. And, and, and to admit that and to see yourself as other people see you, was like a really big wake-up call, and um, but it helped me to understand why I had those insecurities or why my energy was putting off different things. So, yeah, looking in the mirror to yourself on a spiritual level to get to that place is, is like, huge. <laughs> I would yeah, like to add something to it, you know, Lois, especially about we Lois, for example. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've not been the good guy in every situation. Mm-hmm. There have been past lives where we were perpetrators as well as victims. So yeah, we've Excellent. all got forgiveness work to do for ourselves. But I also would like to add that there are some, um, if we now look at the Vedic knowledge and the Vedic philosophy of life, there are some incarnations or reincarnations, as 
they are calling it, you know, uh, and I actually too, <laughs> that have been so enlightened, you know, and spiritual empowered. And uh, now we, or now I want to talk and again focus again or bring it back also to you, Lois, you know, to your work and the encounters that you made with spiritual beings and spiritual entities. And I think, and I would like to now to ask you in your own show some question, actually, how do you experience that? Don't you think there are some of these human beings that we encounter as human beings are so enlightened and um, uh, spiritual, empowered beings or entities that you not just really are truly aware of that these beings may it be in, uh, um, you know, in the past times or in the recent times, that they just have or just must be reincarnations of some very powerful beings like angels or like I say always, you know, the Pileadians and, um, you know, other people from, uh, yeah, maybe a dimension that lays only 26 seconds away from us. So it, let me see if I understand your question. Some mm -hmm, of the people mm -hmm. that we meet may be actually angels, yes. archangels, Yeah. Uh, gods and goddesses incarnate on the earth at this time? Yeah, gods and goddesses, of course, um, a big term, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't want to hurt or insult anybody's beliefs or philosophies. Well, for me, it's this not a problem to call entities gods and goddesses, <laughs> as I call ourselves, every human being, gods and goddesses. But um, if you say like angels, or uh, spiritual entities maybe uh, to make it easier, then yes, and I remember also Brian Stovall's uh, uh, interview on your show, you know, that there are some beings so powerful, they are not even themselves aware of it, that they just, even after their death, you know, even after their death in this lifetime, hang still in this, yeah, this space between the spaces, so to say, you know, that mm -hmm. we are just not aware of sometimes of ourselves, you know. I I agree that there are an awful lot of people incarnate on the planet at this time who are actually extremely powerful spiritual beings whose names we are familiar with, yeah. who also simultaneously, like an angel or an archangel, for example, simultaneously incarnated upon the earth as human beings because they can be in more than one place at a time. Okay. So, yes, I agree with you. There are many, many people, whether they're aware of it or not, who And I are think you are one of them, you know. And even if you simultaneously exist in this lifetime and in other lifetimes, but that's the feeling or intuitively feeling that I have pe um, about people like you, Lois, or people like Barbara Handler, you know. And, um, yeah, seriously, these are people, uh, we are all... I think very gracious or gratefully that people like you exist and give us the chance to talk about things and topics like this today or topics that you already talked about uh, before on your program, for example, you know. Yeah, I, I know that some people have remembered who they are. Mm -hmm. And, for example, uh, do you know about Daniel Pinchback? Do you know him? He's an author. It sounds so familiar. No. Yeah, he's written a book called Quetzalcoatl 2012, and he remembered him that he was, after writing many books about 
spirituality and metaphysics and so on and he's he's known he's into ethnobotany to the plant teacher plants. He realized that he was a reincarnation of Quetzalcoatl, who yeah. is a, a Mayan um god, which means the that Christ he can be both Quetzalcoatl is the Christ energy, you know, number thirteen, you know. Mm -hmm. And there can be more than one person carrying that energy alive on the yes. planet. And uh, exactly. James Tiburon, who writes for Sedona Journal and who um, uh, channels Metatron, is a physical expression on the planet. He has realized that he is a phys physical expression on the planet of um, Metatron, who is um, an archangel. So, yeah, there are people on the planet, and I think most of those people are serving as teachers. Mm -hmm. And um, whether how, however they're teaching, you know, like whether with the radio show or writing books or whatever. So, yeah, I agree with you. And um, so that a lot of people have realized who they are, and uh, some of them will tell you who they are at the higher aspect. You know, there's the physical aspect, and then there's the higher aspect. And in physical form, and if I could, I would like, <clears throat> I would like to add something about um, for anyone that's listening to your show right now, a question that they might have, uh, you know, that like, what is it to remember? You know, how do you remember? Because that yeah. was a question that I had when I first started the forgiveness work. I, I had, I mean, I totally believe in, you know, call them psychic, spiritual, intuitive, you know, whatever. <clears throat> and I've spoken to, you know, many, many, many over the years, and I have been told of, you know, one or two past lives, but the ones that I remember during my forgiveness work were, was from my own remembrance. And so if someone were to ask me or you or whoever, well, what is it like to remember? Like, how do you remember? Because I, I... Shelby? Oh, yes, I think we've dropped Shelby. I think she's disconnected. Shelby, you need to call back in. Yeah, it can happen sometimes, you know. It happens yeah, it to me can. sometimes as well, as we uh, already experienced, uh, you know, on some of the programs. Yeah. So, so but I hope Shelby happen. will call back in because we can't hear her now. Yeah. Sometimes it just drops people. You know? But I also wanted to say I really find it uh, very uh, yeah, inspirational to also, for example, now meet Shelby on your program, you know, like mm -hmm. or via or through your program. I think that's really great. And as you said, like Facebook, um, in these days, many people like us, you know, spiritual-oriented people are like uh, damning the social networks. But there oh, are yeah. sometimes situations, and I, I do it too sometimes, to be honest, but there are situations that I'm, you know, really, really taking, making choice, you know, like who I connect with or not, you know. I'm not like uh, three or 4,000 people connecting with. I really take a look, you know, and um, I'm really happy to um, come in contact with this yeah. kind of people. Yeah, yeah and too. That's how, of, I found, mm -hmm. how I found Irene Blinston, and that's how I found Shelby. Yeah. So Shelby's back, and the line's open, oh, cool. Shelby. Great. Yeah, my, Shelby. I don't know what happened. I was just talking to myself. No. <laughs> no. So embarrassing. Maybe the universe didn't want me to say that. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> no. no, I was just, because <laughs> I know your show is about to end, I just wanted to, to say that, like, a like a, if somebody were to say, well, what, is it, what does it mean to remember? Um, for me personally, and this is just my experience, because, you know, I, I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, I remembered through uh, a vision 
like if I would sit down at my computer and close my eyes and take three deep breaths in and and allow the the universal energy, God, creator, force, energy to come through me, when I would start writing, I would kind of go into a trance. And then whatever came out, came out. And then most of the time when I finished, I'd be like, oh, my God, what just happened? <laughs> or, you know, because I, ha- I, would, I would understand, I would see the vision, but also I would feel the energy. And I think that that is something that, uh, for me, being in the health and wellness industry for a long time and really exploring the holistic thing and understanding what energy is and how we're all energy and how to read energy and all of that, um, I think once we connect to ourselves um, internally where our chakra system starts moving and we understand, you know, what energy feels like and, and how to use it, um, then it, it all makes sense. And so the the remembrance comes from uh, seeing something, a vision, or to me feeling, like you said, someone's energy. You know, that's remembering. Even if you don't remember the specifics of what it is, it's just, to mm-hmm. me, something that's comfortable. So mm-hmm. I don't want people it's to think that it's the- um, Woo, you know, out there saying, because we all have access to remember. Yeah. It can also come in the form of a dream. Yes. Oh, yeah. Some That's people right. have past life dreams. I think we all did already, even if we didn't be too much aware of it, but I think all yeah. people living in this lifetime, in this time now, had some crazy dream, you know, like, oh, wow. And then, how could it be? How could it happen? And. I didn't even know that person too much, and uh, all those knowledge is coming back to us, yeah. But that are, of course, very much intuitive things, and I think Shelby really is aware, is conscious of, and I think that's that's the point, you know, to become conscious again, you know, of ourselves. And so I think it's intuition. So you can eat a bread, you know, you can eat your breakfast, your uh, lunch and uh, dinner, and stay... You. Ooh, I almost use crazy words, but say you're not conscious <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> you know, or aware of what you are actually doing. And in the moment that we meet people, even in the supermarket, on the street, in the train, in the bus, wherever, wh- where it is, or where it may be, we are all really pretty much aware of that um, we know that person. You look in their eyes, into the window, or through the window of their souls, and you will know who they are. And sometimes it must not be so pretty and so uh, harmonic as I maybe sound now, but um, I promise you, and that's my own experience, and that's why I actually called in today, but it's so difficult to explain, but I want to promise you, and that's a promise that I got from a woman when I was 12, 11, you know, like uh, a very, very, very intelligent woman, highest priest from a sort, um, yeah, from a Dianic um, Orden or tradition or group, in Germany, she said to me, I promise you, you will always repeat the same experience. You will always experience the same thing. It repeat itself, as uh, Shirley Bassett said, history repeat itself, or yeah. uh, history repeating, <laughs> um, until you are able, you are willing, you really want to look in the mirror, whatever you want to call it. That's my symbolic expression, and until you're willing to solve it release it. Of course, releasing and forgiveness 
are very easy words, but if one time we close our eyes and feel ourselves and we feel this universal energy or Quetzalcoatl, as you said, you know, which is for me number 13, the Christ energy, which is silver and gold, which is male, female, which is day, night, black, white, whatever you want to say, um, all together, we must come out of this polarity, of this good or bad thinking, you know. We have to be happy. And as Shirley also said, in that, in the most difficult memories, you know, in the most difficult experience in our past life, can lay the biggest or the highest um, release of energy, of consciousness, of becoming conscious and co-creators again, to create ourselves, our lives, our world. Yeah. And the biggest thing that we have to do is to overcome the fear Yes. of the of the healing because that was what I had to experience was I didn't know what was on the other side. I don't know what was I, I still don't know what's on the other side Me coming too. out of it. How, however, the word faith is truly being um enacted now in my life because I know I'm not going backwards to where I was and so I have to have the faith to step forward and so to overcome that fear is the biggest thing, and I think that's really a big part of how we can rally around each other is to know that the fear that we stand behind is just its the fear of what our subconscious mind or our spirit, soul, self, you know, or whatever that is, um, you know, that we just, ha- we just have to walk through the fire because, <laughs> you know, nothing good comes easy, as I like to say to people, and, and if we can do that, but we have to be ready to do that. And I think that people are really starting to to step it up. And because time is speeding up, you know, your karma or, you know, whatever is hitting a lot faster. And so we're having more opportunities to take advantage of that. So, yep. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why it's so important to address this issue right now is because it's just going to come at you faster and faster and faster until it's all handled and we hit that peak moment. At least that's my take on it. Yeah, we've got just a couple minutes left, two minutes and 19 seconds. Is there anything that you really want want to say that you haven't said yet, either one of you, before we close? I just want to tell your audience that um, we are all special. there, There is no person out there that doesn't have the ability to remember and to heal and to walk in the love light of we're here and the faster that we can turn inward into ourselves to heal whatever is holding us back then we can really step into our soul purpose as to why we're here and help others and it doesn't matter um, you know like Bianca has said it doesn't matter what our belief systems are because that's just a form of you know, it's just a belief because at the end of the day, we're all created from the same energy. We all have the ability <laughs> to remember. We all have the ability to love. So mm. having different clicks or belief systems, you know, isn't going to make one person better than the other. So I just encourage people to, to go with your gut instinct, your intuition, you know, do what, go out and do the things that make you scared to, to heal because if you walk through that, the universe will bring you what you need. Well, what I would like to add, I'm sorry so much, but I would like to have 10 seconds to really add um, 
what is most important for me, and especially about this talk today, uh, I would like people to check out really your work, Lois Wetzel, and the Akashic Records, and also the work that you do. And um, if I ever have the possibility, I would be honored to be guided by you. And um, yeah, maybe you know what I mean, guided and uh, maybe go with you some ways to maybe even uncover, discover my own story. So that's what I would really like people to do, to check out more on hotpinklotus.com, you know, <laughs> and because you, you really inspired me so much, and especially Nightfall Radio. Really, you have been that person, and uh, since people like you exist, and we talk about that topic, check out your work. And I'm definitely buying your book. Because <laughs> I want to know what everyone else's yes. stories are. Yeah. <laughs> the well, it's on Amazon and Kindle, that's for sure. That's right. Great. Yep. No okay, well, thank you both very much for being with me today and talking about this very timely subject. And um, anybody who wants to get in touch with Bianca and listen to her radio show, it's nightfall-project.com or just Google Nightfall Project. And Shelby, how would people get in touch with you? Um, well, I like to say that I am a work in progress, but my website is shelbymiles.com. And based off of just, you know, getting my book published, a lot of things are going to revamp. How, so if you go to shelbymiles.com, you'll probably see a lot of my old Shelby stuff. Um, but by October, November, it will be all brand new that centers around my book. Cool. Well, thank you both for being here, and I want to thank everyone who came to listen to the show today and uh, be talking to you soon again every Friday at 9 a.m. Central Time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you, Bianca. Thank you.